0: It was a tough break for Stu. Actually, the wind blew him a little bit. You saw him. He gave with the wind, and that caused him to ball. As small as he is, he didn't have enough ballast <laughs> now, Jimmy, because Stu is a little fellow. And connects the ball. So the wind is a factor. Not only blowing the ball around, but juggling the pitchers. The pitch-
1: Back in the day, before spoiled millionaires, uh, they used to actually really care about playing well and winning the All Star game. You know, the Midsummer Classic. So the weather also mattered. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. On July 11th, 1961, San Francisco Giants pitcher Stu Miller was literally blown off the mound during the MLB's first All Star game at Candlestick Park. This day in weather history. Okay, so I lived for a short time in San Francisco as a kid, so I actually learned baseball at Candlestick Park. It is no longer there because, quite frankly, (laughs) the onshore winds were brutal, and in the summer months, night games were cold. Like, really cold. Yet the old yard lasted for decades after becoming the West Coast home to the relocated New York Giants. Right. What happened in this game was really, (laughs) uh, really quite funny. Stu Miller was a slender 5-foot-11, 165-pound right-hander. On this day, he would take over for future Hall of Famer Sandy Koufax with one out in the top of the ninth inning and runners at first and second with his side, the National League, leading 3-2. to two.
0: Miller is a veteran major leaguer and has done a great job for the uh, San Francisco Club.
1: Walking up to the plate was Detroit Tigers slugger Rocky Colavito, who had already hit 45 home runs that season, so he was definitely a threat. So as the story goes, Miller went into his stretch for the first pitch when a fierce gust sideswiped him, causing him to flutter in his motion, kind of like a flinch, when you know, when you quickly regain balance. So whether or not he was literally, quote, blown clear off the mound is irrelevant. The fact is because he even flinched, he was immediately (laughs) in contravention of baseball rules where you have to start and finish a forward pitching motion without interruption. (laughs) Otherwise, it's called a balk.
0: This was Miller's first appearance in an all-star game, and he's up now. Three to two, the National League leads. The American League with a big threat going in the top of the ninth inning. Miller out of a stretch. And now, takes a long look and delivers. Time had been called. As the pitcher swung on and missed. Stan Landis called time. He might have called a bark. Landis called a bark on him. Miller had a hesitation in his swing, and a bark is called. So now, the American League has a golden opportunity on the bark
1: call. All right, let's pause and grab some perspective here. The Giants' home field was only a year old, and this team had just moved to the West Coast from the Polo Grounds in New York. The big stars of this 30th All-Star Baseball game were supposed to be names like Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron, but not on this day. New, no, the headline maker for this event was solely the weather. It was just a year prior during the opening day celebrations of Candlestick Park, when then-Vice President Richard Nixon threw out the ceremonial first pitch and proclaimed that this brand-new $15 million facility was, quote, the finest ballpark in America. First thing that comes to mind is, wow, ballparks cost a ton more to build these days. Anyway, there was nobody calling the stick anything positive again after that All-Star game. In post-game remarks... The batter who faced Miller when the gust blew through, Rocky Colavito, told reporters, this is terrible, if he were traded to the Giants, he would quit baseball rather than play at candlestick. That's kind of harsh. But worse is when the legendary Roger Maris, now this is while he was in the midst of his record 61 home run season, he commented sharply that the only thing wrong with the ballpark is that it was built alongside and not underneath. The San Francisco Bay. Guess who else heard all those remarks besides Major League Baseball, of course? San Francisco Mayor George Christopher. Man, he was so incensed by how bad the publicity was boiling over for his proud city and their snappy new ballpark that he ordered a study be conducted immediately to find out what they could do to make sure the wind never had an impact on games ever again. <laughs> That that answer I'm sorry. That answer was actually never really solved until April 11th of 2000 when they opened what is known today as Oracle Park in downtown San Francisco. So maybe the naysayers were onto something. The best way to fix a problem was to start again somewhere else, especially after what happened on the mound at the 30th MLB All-Star Game this day in weather history. Tomorrow is July the 12th, and we will be tackling the details behind Hurricane Bertha 1996. This was a record-setter, quite memorable for a number of reasons that I am going to get into. But to whet your palate, it had the distinction of being the first hurricane to make landfall in the Tar Heel state of North Carolina in almost 90 years. That story comes to life tomorrow right here on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.